On today's show, what have we learned so far about the Dallas Mavericks? About Luka Doncic, who's going to lead the league in scoring this year. About Christian Wood, Spencer Dinwiddie, about what the Mavericks are as a team. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Welcome to the Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. The best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know what's one thing you've learned about the Mavericks this season. Just one thing. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And joining me, as always, my co host, writer, and contributor at mavs.com, the learning legend, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? So I went out to eat tonight uh, in Irving. Oh. And uh, yeah, this place was packed. All right. Okay. And uh, I'm like, what is going on? It's next to the music factory. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't find any parking and uh, pulled up to this parking attendant. I'm like, hey, do we have to pay $20 a park just to go eat? And uh, call me cheap. I don't care. <laughs> and he, I was like, what's going on? He's like, hey, Chris Rock's here. Yo. Like, All right. So is Will Smith? <laughs> or uh, anyway, um, shout out to Chris Rock. So tonight know. you found out why everybody hates Chris. Because um, he makes everything full, and then you have to pay for parking. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I end up paying ten dollars for parking, but uh, wow. Anyway, wow. Cheated the system. <laughs> on to, on today's show, we're going to talk about what we've learned about the Dallas Mavericks this year. Talk about what this team is, what Luka Doncic has done, what Christian Wood has done, all that kind of stuff. And then we'll talk about the league a little bit too. Around there's just some weird stuff happening around the league. The Warriors lost again tonight. They're three on, and six. On the, not just the basketball court. Well. The league is in the league on a, as a whole. We're gonna we're gonna be okay over here with our controversy that is Christian Woods minutes. That's gonna that's gonna be our controversy, and I'm gonna be okay with it for right now. Is this not like just the league as a whole though? Like what a start to the season. Can we unplug it and plug it back in again? Like good lord. Yeah, like take out the little cartridge and like blow it. I saw Nakias Duncan we'll make this point in. today. The basketball has been awesome. Like the on the court stuff has been great. It's all the off the court stuff that just all came at once. Like. All this from Emi Adoka to Miles Bridges to Kyrie to, uh, but even the basketball stuff, stuff, like all the top, like a ton of the top teams. I shouldn't say all because like Milwaukee. No, but there, but there have been good games and stuff. Like some teams are yeah, playing well, some teams are not. It's fine. But a lot of these top teams that you know people are looking at, they're not, they're not playing well, and there's either drama or anyway, we'll talk about it then. Yeah. All right. One thing that I've learned about Luka Doncic this year, he's going to lead the league in scoring. Ooh. He's gonna lead the league in score. I'm just, I'm just, I'm sticking with this. He said this season, you know, I don't have to score 30 points every single game in order for us to win. But guess what? He scored 30 points in all seven of the games so far. The only other player to ever do that to start a season is Wilt Chamberlain. He's averaging 36.1 points per game. He's shooting almost 52 percent from the field. He's shooting under 24 percent from three. Like he is not even. He's not like Luca like revs into a season, warms up into a season shooting the three, and he has not shot the three ball well at all. If that ever comes around, scoring for him is going to become, listen to, listen to this, scoring for him is going to become 
easier if he starts hitting his threes, like easier than it is right now. Do you think it will ever change? Because I feel like we've been saying that since year one. Well, but last year, like he, last year, he warmed up into it and shot what, like 35% from three. We started to see his three ball go down, I thought. Yeah, I just wonder if it's going to be one of those things that it's kind of like Ben Simmons stuff. Man, can you imagine when he's like, you know, when he's healthy and it's, what he it's can more be? Like Westbrook. It's more like Westbrook. If Westbrook ever started a cut, if Westbrook ever started to play defense, yeah. you know, I think it's more like that. The Ben Simmons but, stuff, there's like some, <laughs> there's some real issues there. But at some point, you know, we're going to be entering year eight of Lucas and dude, he's averaging 35. He's won like two MVPs and a title. Can you imagine when he gets his three point percentage up? Okay. Like but, but last year, okay. Last year in October, he shot 24% from three. November was a good month for him. He shot 38%. Then he shot 27% and 28% in December and January. And then the last three months of the season, he shot 41%, 30, 39%, 37%. So like, it ebbed and flowed last year too, where he started out cold, had that good November, and then really ramped up in February, March, and April, uh, shooting yeah. the threes. Like we've seen this before, where he's had down months, and then he'll just get hot for a month, and it'll he'll be unguardable even more. So this is top five in scoring right now in the league. You got Luka Doncic at thirty six, yeah, uh, a game. And number two is Giannis at thirty three. So a good three point difference right now. Chump, which chump, we know, chump. It's a small sample size kind. Of. <laughs> Kevin Durant at thirty two. SGA at 31 dropped a 40 burger tonight was in was incredible future Maverick um, hope so he was great John Morant at 31 Diamond Mitchell 31 Dame 31 basically but um, out of those guys who do you think has a chance of passing is it just Giannis or Ja well Ja and Ja and Durant and and SGA are like carrying the offensive load on their team right now they're going to trade SGA at some point. You think you really think so? I really think they do, yeah. Interesting. Also, SGA had 37. I thought he got that last, but he did not. Uh, the, I, I think it's it's Giannis probably. I think that's I think that's probably it. I mean, Kevin Durant, like okay, is Kyrie Irving going to play another game for the Nets? No. Cuz if not, then it's KD. Like KD's just going to score 35 points every single game the rest of the season because that's their only answer to anything. Or they eventually just trade him because he's like, dude, I really don't have any. Yeah, then he, go, then he goes to the Suns and who knows what's going to happen there. Yeah, because, I mean, even Nick Giannis, I mean, they're going to have Middleton, they have there's some other guys who can at least score the ball a little bit more. True. So, True. Um, I, I'm with you. I think Luke is going to do this. And it, you know, the, this podcast of saying what we learned. It is a little difficult because we can't list something that we expected, right? Like, no, I've learned this. Or, I, I know it's going to happen. <laughs> I've learned this because I've seen I've seen how easily he's scoring right now, and I've I know I can I've learned where he's going to go, right? <laughs> I've I've opened my third eye and I have learned this. Um, I'll I'll put something. I'll just tie my Luca one into this. Okay. I think I've learned that it feels like Luca's going for the MVP. Mm. That. He he's going he's gonna go for it this year. And I mean, from the usage stuff to thirty six points a game to just everything he's doing on the basketball. I'm not it's not like a negative thing at all. Like I think he's going for it. I think he does want it this year, even though it's all gonna be about team success. And uh I mean, he was both of our picks before the season. So For sure. Is his per is his individual defense gonna hold him back from that? No, I don't think so. It, team record 
matters way more than individual defense. And I think his individual defense is going to hurt the team record a little bit. The way that he's the way that well, he's defended so far this year. I I'd say this last game he was not good. I think there's some other games he hasn't been as bad. I been, think, yeah, been very up and down for sure. But this 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 last game was like, oh, okay, yeah, you're you're kind of worn down. You're not trying as much in this game, but um, everything's going to depend. On, I, he's going to have the stats for it. For sure. Everything's going to depend on the record. I think for the, for Dallas, it's gonna it's gonna depend on the record. That, that, I don't want to say I don't want to. I'm not saying the the word that we're not we're not saying around around MVP anymore. I'm I'm done. The storylines around MVP, the conversation around MVP, what what becomes of it? I'm done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, Luka Doncic is going to keep scoring as this easily because like the way he's scoring, he's not. It's that's not going to slow down. I don't think just the way he's getting his shots. He talked about one thing that he said in the presser after the uh, after the Utah game the other night was. Someone asked him about posting up. I think it was Grant asked him about uh, posting up. And Luca said, you know, it's, it's, it's easier for me. I can use less energy when I post up. And, and like I have more options out of a post up like that. And he's doing that more this season. And I think that's helped him score even easier because he's backing guys down. And if that te- if the other team is not going to like double him in that moment, then he just has a one-on-one in the post. And not even Bull Bull can block his shot in the post. So I don't know who is going to do it. All right, coming up, let's talk about some other things we've learned. What have we learned about Christian Wood? I've learned something about Spencer Dinwiddie that I did not expect to learn this season. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is uh, an incredible game that you can go check out, and you can pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win money. So go to Prize Picks. You go ahead and log in. I'm literally doing it right now as we're talking. Go to the NBA. You can check out what they have available. You can also combine this with the NFL, there's soccer, there's PGA, there's tennis, there's MMA. You can combine this with all kinds of different stuff. Our old friend, our old friend Porzingis is playing, and the, and the Washington Wizards are playing the Brooklyn Nets. Oh my gosh. There, there are no Brooklyn Nets on, on prize picks right now. <laughs> I think that's probably smart prize picks. Uh, Porzingis, over under 21 and a half points against the, the Nets. Over. Over on that. Bradley Beal, 21 and a half, over under. Over. Yeah, they, they can't defend it. Like, the Nets can't defend it all. 20 bucks if you put that down and both of them get the over. You win 60. Put down 100 bucks. You win 300. Go check it out. It's Prize Picks. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Go ahead and check it out. It's PrizePicks.com. Promo code LOCKDOWN. All right, Isaac. Let's keep talking about some things that we've learned. I learned that Isaac's mustache can be curled to a point and to a to a loop, and he just needs to do it. Um, for the audio listeners, that's what he was doing during the ad break. Christian Wood, or me? Christian Wood can score, but he can't defend. You, you, you learn this, but he can't. This is a, a full complex, con, like compound sentence here. You learned that he couldn't defend. Christian Wood can score, but he can't defend, and it's holding him back. Right. This is a thing. Oh, okay, that, okay. I think. Let me finish the full thought before you just like <laughs> lean into my simple ideas. I'm taking simple ideas and making them make them simpler for people. All right. It's holding him back. Right. I, we, we talked about this a lot yesterday where Jason Kidd has made several either uh, subtweety type comments or underhanded type comments just about Christian Wood and his defense about even last night. He had a great game against the Jazz. He said, you know, Christian Wood was out there, and since we were in zone defense, he could, you know, be effective. 
And you're like, okay, they really don't think he can defend. And it's it's been proven on the court so far. He doesn't look like he knows where to be at certain points. Um, there's a lot of, like, anytime somebody scores, he's either frustrated or he's looking around like, was that supposed to be me? Was I supposed to be in that spot where that defend, where that offensive player just went? And uh, he's farther off than I expected him to be. But I, we knew it was going to take some time. If he was ever going to get it, if he was ever going to get this system, learn how to play defense, it was going to take time. It's just going to take... More than like a month, I think. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple of Christian Wood, you know, ones. When when you sent this question to me, I immediately wrote down three, and you know, they're about the new guys because we're yeah. learning about some of these new guys, Christian Wood, Javel, whatever. Um, I wrote down two Christian Woods, um, Christian Wood things I've learned. Um, the plural of Woods is Wood, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, one of them was Christian Wood has to play with Maxi. And this plays into your defensive thing. So I was talking to a media member uh, before the game the other night, and we were talking about Christian Wood and all this. And um, he told me, he was like, you know, a lot of people talk about adding Christian Wood to the starting lineup. But, hey, if Christian Wood gets added to the starting lineup, then you got to find a way to add Maxi too because Dallas wants to play. Like, he almost has to play alongside Maxi because of the defense. So I was looking up some uh, lineup stats, and there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine three-man lineups for the Mavericks who've played over 70 minutes okay. uh, so far for the Mavs this season. And when you look at the net rating of those, there's only one, two, three. There's only three of those that have a, above 10 positive net rating. All three of those lineups have Christian Wood and Maxi Kleba. So of the Mavericks most used lineups, there's only three yeah. of them right now that are positive, that are they're like playing, that are playing well, that are outscoring opponents. Over 10, over 10, like a plus 10 or above. There's oh, a yeah. couple Th- that of them are, that's like, okay, that are great. That are great yeah, yeah. lineups, right? Yeah. So like you look at, you look at this lineup, Tim Hardaway, Christian Wood, Maxi Kleba, like that three man lineup right there has played 86 minutes together. They're a plus 10. That's, Maxi. That's been part of the fourth quarter lineup that they've seemed to find at the beginning of the fourth quarter. That's been going on to runs at the beginning. That's been a good lineup. Yeah. Maxi, Christian Wood, Luka Doncic plus 11. Yep. Maxi. Maxi Christian Wood, Josh Green plus twenty five. Yeah. Other part of that lineup in, in seventy four minutes. So it just shows you that there is something with that tandem that Maxi allows or Maxi covers up for some of the defensive deficiencies uh, of Christian Wood. I'll add this in that this is more of a statement. Well, on on onto your point, and Christian Wood covers up. Maxi can't score a lot, right? Like he's a spot up shooter, and that's kind of it. And yeah. Christian Wood adds that punch off the bench that you need. And so it makes for a really good tandem. Uh, should we get our player fuser back out where we wanted to like in the past, <laughs> yeah. we wanted to fuse players together. Could we fuse Maxi and Christian Wood together? That would be, oh, that'd be near yeah. perfect player. I think at this point, that might be Anthony Davis, like younger Anthony. Davis. <laughs> um, this was more of a statement about Christian Wood, but the coaching staff feels different than the fans about Christian Wood. Yeah. That's, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. Some fans, some fans. So, some fans, yes. Some fans that there is a disconnect with a portion of the fan base. Um, I would say even some of the media of like what yeah. Christian Ro- Wood's role should be uh, or would be compared to what the coaching staff uh, thinks it should be too. So that's definitely something I've learned. From what we've learned, from what we've heard, they're far away from bringing him in a starting lineup. And from, from what I've read yeah, on comments cool. on Facebook and on our YouTube comments, it's like, why doesn't Jason Kidd just start him? Like, just start him. Just just go ahead and do it. And he's like, it's not like they're just 
right over the edge. And if he has one more good game, they're like going to make the decision to put him in the starting lineup. Like they're really far apart on that right now. It seems like. Yeah. I mean, we said it yesterday, but Dwight's closer to starting than Christian Wood. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I mean, is that going to frustrate fans? <laughs> uh, after how Dwight played against Utah, probably not. He played incredible. And here's one of mine. Dwight Powell deserves to play. He deserves to get Ooh. some. He deserves to get some time. Uh, and then JaVale needs time, but he's not going to get it. So there, there's two different things here. There's Dwight Powell, who's a consummate professional, who's uh, that clip of Spencer Dinwiddie going on his monologue after the Jazz game of him just talking about how professional Dwight Powell is, how it's the hardest position in the NBA to be a starter, then to get demoted to not playing, then to like cheer on the people that are taking your job and then to just stay ready and to be, to come back and look like you've never left. Like that's one of the hardest things in the NBA. He said, and uh, I saw so many people. I saw Chine uh, Agumake from ESPN in the WNBA Stanford connection, but she, she tweeted it out. And I was like, Dwight Powell's one of the best guys I know in the NBA. I saw uh, former maps coaches, Jared Dudley retweeted it. Like a bunch of people have been saying really great things about Dwight. Uh, it seems to galvanize the team, and they need that Dwight Josh Green energy off the bench every once in a while. Like you just need yeah. that punch of like that hustle, that extra because they got scorers, they got Tim Hardaway and Christian Wood off the bench. Like they have that, they need that extra energy, and I'm not sure where else you're getting it besides those two guys. And so Dwight Powell deserves to play. It's one of the things I've learned. Yeah, I remember you know Dwight has a role in the you know NBA PA. Also, we you know during the bubble and all that stuff. We... Who else has a role in the NBA PA? Is there, do they have a vice president? Yeah, uh, Kyrie Irving is <laughs> oh, uh, part of that. that? <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of that name okay. before. I, has he made any news this week? I don't know. I'll add uh, about Dwight thing. One thing I've learned is Javel McGee has, hasn't been an upgrade over Dwight Powell. I mean, I have never seen Isaac go from such a stance that he held so true at the beginning of the season to completely letting it go as fast as I've seen him. I mean, you got to admit when you're in. wrong. Like, right. I, but, I was wrong. Right, like, right, right. No- and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying how fast it flipped because, and just how wild it is that like JaVale McGee was supposed to just be – and we didn't expect too much of him. It was just like this this no. one role we, we envisioned him to play, and he's not even filling that at this point. It's kind of wild. Do you think it's more with, – with JaVale, we've seen him be like you know ineffective as a rim protector. Rim roller stuff I feel like has been okay. He probably yeah. needs more time on that. But do you think it's more age – in like foot speed and like ability, or do you think it's still him getting acclimated to a new team, to a new environment, new players, all that? It looks like it's age and foot speed. Like that's what it looks like. Yeah. And that's what, that's why I'm scared. That's why I'm like, Oh, cause it looks, it doesn't look like, you know, there's some, it'd be different if it was like the, some of these Christian wood plays where it's like, Oh, I thought you were going here or, you know, throwing the hands up. Like, why am I doubling? Like that type of stuff. It doesn't seem, he doesn't seem confused out there. He seems disappointed in himself. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, it has to be frustrating for him. So uh, it just reminds me too much of Deandre's last times here. And that just scares me. Yeah. But um, anyway, I mean, because, and I put that line in there because that was one of their off season, you know, moves and it's very clear. That's of, you know, you look at the monologue that Tim, he talked about of, Dwight Powell going from starting in the West Conference Finals to getting replaced over the summer. Like, it was very, very clear. There's no other way around it. They signed JaVale McGee to replace Dwight Powell. And he started off training camp and everything as just a DMPCD. Like, hey, we, we're, we're glad you're here. Great teammate. You're a pro. But we need to upgrade you. Like, it's Nico and them saying after you lose into the Warriors, 
hey, we gotta get better down low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we gotta what get better indi- rebounding. What an indictment on your play. Yeah. So not that he needs more motivation because I did this long story with him last year and you know, called uh, how Dwight bounced back and got his bounce back. And, you know, he talked about he, he mentioned this one thing. We talked over the phone and he, I remember him telling me, he's like, I was like, what keeps you just so motivated? He's like, because there's always that other guy that's working to replace me. And that was before all the other, like JaVale and everything happened. That was before the playoff run yeah. and all that. Can you imagine what that motivation felt over the off season of those comments? And then they signed JaVale to replace you, a guy that's you know older than you and everything to be better than you. And now he's come back and said, dude, I'm going to outwork this guy. And I'm gonna show it to you, and he is showing it. And it's like, all right, like you can't you can't dislike that. And I'm happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. Coming up, I want to talk about Josh Green a little bit. Talk about a couple of things I'm seeing from the Mavs, and then let's talk about the rest of the league. There's some weird stuff going on with the Warriors, the Suns, the Clippers. Uh, we'll talk about that and the difference between all those teams coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen. Make your second listen today. Lockdown Sports Today, an incredible podcast covering all the sports in the NBA, in the uh, sports world, all of them, with interviews from Lockdown hosts. Also, go check out me on Lockdown NBA. I hosted it with Adam Mares, I think. I haven't recorded it yet. So I, it's, either, it's either me and Adam or it's me and Isaac. That's what it's going to end up being. Uh, but go check out Lockdown NBA. Uh, I probably have it up by the time you're listening to this. Josh Green deserves more time. That's something I've learned so far. Mm. I, I've loved what I've seen from Josh Green. We've talked to the last couple of episodes about how he needs to find more time. We joked about how Jason Kidd said, you know, somebody's got to find him more. Like, we got to find him more time somehow. And then the last four the last four games, he's played 13 minutes, 15 minutes, 17 minutes, and almost 19 minutes against Utah. He, his minutes have risen. He's shooting the ball from, from three. And... The last four games, he's taken three, two, two, and three threes. Like that's what we wanted to see. Just increase the increase the amount of threes that he's taken. He's looked confident in him. It doesn't hurt that he's shooting like fifty eight percent on those threes so far. <laughs> uh, he's getting the steals. He gets his one offensive rebound every game that he just continues to get. And uh, it's just been awesome to see him really step into this role and hopefully we think take some minutes from Dorian and Reggie so that they can be ready better for fourth quarters and better for the stretch run. Happy for him. We heard a lot about his offseason, MVP of the offseason and all that. <laughs> um, is it weird that I think he deserves more time, but I don't know what he is? Like, I still don't know what he is. Yeah, it's, I, like, I still, he, I, yeah, it's like he does stuff. He does he does stuff you want, but you're just not sure. Like, he doesn't fit. I know. That's it, yeah. It's like if you have kids and you have that little, like, that little circle thing with the holes in it that are all different shapes. You're, like, trying to put, mm. you're trying to put pieces into the shaped holes. Yeah. And some of them fit in different ones. And I feel like Josh Green is that. He's like the rectangle one where you can put it in the star hole if you want to because he fits a certain way, but not exactly perfect. He's not like, can't find exactly where he needs to go. Yeah, I don't know about that analogy, but I kind of <laughs> get it. Um, <laughs> you can't win them. You can't win them all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm happy for him. And it, it does feel like he has improved over the offseason. A couple other things. I got other, one more. I was going to say a couple other quick things we learned. The Mavs still have a great, they have a, they're back to a great offense. Second. Ranked offense in the NBA, 118.1 points per 100 possessions. Phoenix is number one. Um, Mavericks are the 14th ranked defense. So they're back to the Mavericks that they were two two years ago, three years ago with Luka and KP and all them. Uh, they also have this. So with the second ranked offense, the 14th ranked defense, they have the same kind of profile right now as the Pelicans, the Celtics, and the Sixers. And I find that kind of interesting. Mm. It's very interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um. I have one with free throw attempts. Mm. So 
Last year, the Mavericks finished the season at 22nd overall in free throw attempts per game at around 21 free throw attempts a game. Okay, so Can you take a guess where they're at right now? They were bottom half of the league. I'm going to say they're, they're higher because of because uh, Christian Wood's getting free throws. We've seen Tim Hardaway have a good game of free throws. Luca's obviously getting to the line. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they're top 15 now. Right now they're number one. Whoa! In the league at 29 free throws per game. I really covered my so, bases with the top 15 thing. I was like, let me just <laughs> yeah, take 15 spots. <laughs> now, obviously, we're talking about last year where they finished last year after 82 games, and this year we're only seven games in, but. Is some is it something? Is this real or not? That they're they're making a, a more of an effort. Maybe it's it's the roster construction, like you said, having Christian Wood in there, or maybe a little bit more of a conservative effort to get to the line and get you know more free throws. But yeah, jumping from if they could like stay in the top ten at least and move from twenty second in the league to a top ten free throw attempts per game. Uh, team that would be awesome now don't look up their free throw percentage but still they're at least getting to the line more this year Luca is second in the NBA in free throws per game he's at 11.3 attempts per game so that's obviously a big reason why um, but you and I even yesterday were like Spencer Dinwiddie needs to get to the free throw line more his free throw rate rate mm. is the lowest in his career so far he's not even let's see he's not even top He's, he's like the seventh in the, on the Mavericks in free throws attempted per game 1.7 that's not enough but Christian Wood's getting 5.3. Tim Hardaway Jr. is at 4.0. Uh, Dwight's getting two. JaVale's getting two each time they go out. Josh Green's getting some. Maxie's getting some. It just seems like the team overall is, is getting the free throw line a little bit more because it's probably because Luka is getting fouled a bunch early on, getting them in the bonus, and then in some quarters they're getting to the line a little bit more. So I think it's all kind of connected there. Uh, 26 in the league in free throw percentage. So getting to the line a lot. It's not great, Bob. It's not great. Uh, anyway, Christian Woods shooting Christian Woods shooting sixty five percent, Javale shooting fifty eight percent. So when your bigs aren't hitting free throws, but they're going to the line a lot, that that's going to affect it. Yeah. What else you got? Um, fourth, the first quarters are still rough. Twenty fourth ranked defensive oh, yeah. rating in first quarter, so that's still something they got to work on. Their offense has been good in first quarters, but their defense has still been bad. I want to talk about the rest of the league though. Um, the Golden State Warriors. I, I was just going to add one real quick. Uh, Mavs man. Hold on, wait. Is, say the say the thing. Hey, one more thing. Yeah. Last thing I learned about the Mavs is uh, Mavs man got to make over. So. And it sucks. It's You're terrible. Ready. Just get rid of him. Just get rid of him. Anyway, keep going. Start, start, a, start about the again. League. Do, a, do it like uh, a different animal. I don't know. Do like Anything that. but Brooklyn. Yeah. The Golden State Warriors are three and six. They've lost four straight, and they got some problems to try and figure out. I, I think that that's interesting. They're having like this weird finals like hangover that no one really saw coming because – how they looked the first couple of games of the season, and now all of a sudden, like they're out of the play-in right now. <laughs> it's only been there's only been nine games for them, but like they're in twelfth uh, in the West right now, and that's pretty wild the way that they look. I mean, look at teams with losing records right now. I know I have basketball reference up, so they don't have fully updated you know standings. But we'll go to ESPN; they have the updated ones or NBA. Th- or- these are teams with losing records right now: Philly, Miami, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Lakers, yep. Warriors, yep. Uh, Clippers are 500, Minnesota's 500. Denver, did they win tonight? Denver did win, yeah. All right, so they're 5 But, like, these are teams that, I mean, come on, like, Golden State, Miami, like, some of these teams, were they going to be, like, bad? I mean, I don't think they're going to be bad, but it is. I mean, I'll take one Draymond. 
If uh, they need to really shake some things up, <laughs> I think the we'll, we'll talk about this in locked in NBA. But I think the big problem for them is they're trying to get these young guys to start playing, and like Wiseman is supposed to be this rim protector guy, and he's out there not protecting the rim very well. <laughs> You're like, okay, well mm. we we put you out here to at least be that. Like I know they're trying to de- they're trying to develop. They're they're walking and they're trying to walk and chew gum at the same time by playing these playing their veterans and then also play this group of young guys. Like the first game of the season, I thought it was wild that he put that Steve Kerr put out pool with like all their young guys. You're like, oh dang, they're really just thrown under the fire right then. Now they've staggered Curry and Clay and some of the other ones with them. But yeah, it's been it's been rough anytime those guys are in the game, it seems like. I know the Brunson move has looked good for the, for New York, but are are the Knicks front office or is the Knicks front front office uh losing some sleep watching uh Cleveland highlights every night? About Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> oh, Mitchell's playing so good. They're six and one. I mean, I know Garland's been out. He's played a lot of point, but still, I mean, you watch him play at that Cleveland team, you're like, all right, <laughs> this is why you trade for a guy like that when you can. And you know the you know the Knicks have to be. Uh, oh yeah, they're regret. they're losing sleep on that one. I think. I mean, you don't know what the ceiling was, but you definitely know what your floor is with Brunson and Mitchell as yeah. your two guys for sure. Um, the Clippers are four and four. Kawhi has played two games in forty two minutes overall in, in those two games. Um, they're four and four. So, I mean, he's missed six games already. Like I thought he'd be a little bit more ready for the season. I think Clippers fans thought he'd be a little bit more ready for the seasons. I know Darian Vaziri is freaking out over on locked on Clippers right now. So if you still think the Clippers are a big rival and you want to revel in their dis- disdain, go ahead and listen to his podcast. But, um, yeah, I think that that's, that's wild. Cause we all expected this Clippers team to be this juggernaut and they're like limping out of the gate quite literally. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to make of Kawhi right now. Um, and the Clippers as a whole, the top of the West is so weird. I mean, you look at the top five teams, three, <laughs> three of those top five are Portland, Utah, and San Antonio. It's like, what the heck's going on? <laughs> what is happening? Um, you know, Phoenix has impressed me because I was a little bit lower on them. Yeah. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say in like, hey, 10th in the West, but they I just both, had, I think we both had them top four or five in the West. Yeah. They just had so much going on with the Sarver stuff, with yeah. Sin and Drake Crowder home. Chris Paul getting another year older, the DeAndre Ayton stuff, the bad loss to Dallas in the playoffs. Like they had, they had so much crap going on that I'm like, all right, this is going to add up for them. <laughs> and, but I mean, they're six and one, they look really dang good. And I, I didn't like their depth either, but it, it hasn't really mattered too much. Jock Landale. Jock Landale has been incredible for them. <laughs> like, like I think Suns fans would like murder people for Jock Lando. Oh, hmm. okay. Well, He's been great. Yeah. I mean, so like they they've impressed me. Um Yeah. It's been really really weird in the West. The Mavericks are uh 4 and 3. They're 8th in the West right now and like another win would get them tied for 4th. So, I mean, they're they're right there even though it seems like they've had a rough start here. The Mavericks are are still in a good spot. And like you said, 3 of the top 5 teams are teams that we expect at some point maybe to fall a little bit in Portland, Utah, <laughs> yeah. and San Antonio. Like Utah and San Antonio, I think we're just all waiting for. It's just been a weird Just wait for start. two two bad weeks for those teams, and they'll be like at the bottom, I feel like. Yeah, and at some point, they're going to start selling off some people. Yeah. I just think collectively, I mean, I know Milwaukee's undefeated and stuff. Phoenix is looking good, but I, it feels like collect everything, considering everything, it just feels like such a weird start to an NBA season. Off, off the court, on the court. Some of these teams that we thought would be at opposite ends of the standings, some random storylines to trades that didn't happen. Some di- like 
it just feels such a, like a weird start to the season. And uh, yeah, if you're Mavs fan, listen to this on Friday game tonight at home. Yeah. Toronto Raptors should be a fun one. Toronto likes to score some points. Uh, they like to play a little small ball action. And uh, I want to see what Dallas does with that with Pascal, Pascal Siakam. OG, some of these guys in the front line when they're not playing a traditional center, for lack of better terms. How does Dallas defend that? And uh, yeah, how how much zone do they play tonight against Toronto? It's a well, question. They, they can't because they all can shoot. Uh, but we will have a, we'll have a post game episode for that as well. So make sure you're subscribed on the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube. We're getting close to twenty thousand subs. Woo! We're like at eighteen thousand nine hundred and something. So we're we're getting real close to twenty k. We got to do something fun for twenty k, but. Uh, yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Make your second listen to Lockdown Sports today on the podcast or on YouTube. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.